the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey there, party people. It's the Mess It Up Podcast, and I'm here, your host, the Bowtie Guy in Hawaii. You might hear in the background some cokey frogs. We've had some... Uh, some rain passing through every once in a while. So you might hear the rain come down. Here's one thing that I really notice about the rain here in Hawaii. When it decides to start, sometimes it will just be like the fire hose on the the, the, the ceiling of the roof of the house. And then all of a sudden it's just gone again. Uh, last night I was listening to the rain as I slept and uh, it sounded like something throwing rocks against it because it was just the, the water coming out of the gutter so fast out of the, the, the downspout that it was splashing. I thought it was like uh, rocks hitting the window or something like that. It was really quite amazing, but we might get some of that. We are here in beautiful Hawaii. I'm at my daughter's house, so cheers to her. Thank you for letting me join you from paradise. We'll be here for the next three shows, uh, I believe. We'll be here uh, in Hawaii, so uh, just enjoying some time with uh, with the grandkids and having a, a, a fun time of life. Today, though, by the way, is uh, February the 28th, and um, it is time for my oldest grandson to turn 16. So happy birthday to Gabriel. Uh, it's been an amazing thing having this kid in our lives and becoming grandparents, and he's the one who made me a grandparent. We now have our eighth grandchild on the way, so... That's kind of amazing. But 16 years ago, uh, our oldest daughter blessed us with our first grandchild, Mr. Gabriel. And we are just so, so very thrilled to have him be part of our family. He was out here with us in the summertime in Hawaii. We also brought him out here when he was like an eight-year-old. So I guess we'll have to bring him out again when he's 24. We do it on the eights. Um, but um, happy birthday, Gabriel. I hope you're listening. And uh, we love you, and we're proud of you, and go get them. And everybody else, watch out, because this boy's looking to get a driver's license. So stay off the sidewalks, grab yourself a helmet, all that good stuff. We'll see how it goes. Uh, this is the Mess It Up podcast, though, as I said. And we are here to hopefully show you a little um, entertainment for your day, for your week, and make the day go by a little bit faster. So... One of the ways that we do that is by offering you what we call the big word of the week, the big wow. Um, and our big wow this week is entropy. And I really like this word. I, I, I had heard this word a lot, but I had a friend named Jordan that taught me. Um, he was my trainer when I started uh, working at Starbucks many, many years ago. And he talked to me about entropy. And I was like, what is that? And the way he described it was sort of... Um, the way things degrade, like a, um, a gradual decline into disorder uh, from things. Let, let me give you this. This is, this is from uh, the Oxford Languages Online. Entropy in physics is a thermodynamic quantity representing the unavailability of a system's thermal energy for conversion into mechanical work, often interpreted as the degree of disorder or randomness in the system. Anyhow, it means some some randomness, some disorder, and that is kind of what we're all about here in the Mess It Up podcast world. 
Uh, I am riding solo tonight because we're trying to figure out this whole time change thing uh, with the jet lag. And so my sidekick, Grammy, is uh, headed to bed. She is uh, going to sleep. I had to wait until the grandkids went off to bed so that the house would be quiet. Uh, so it's just me tonight. Uh, hopefully there's not too much echo in this room. I know sometimes when we record at my daughter's house, we get some strange echo. And I hope that the sound is working out for everybody. Um, it's just one of those things that we're going to have to roll with and see how it goes. And hopefully everything goes well for us. Uh, so I finished up my book this last week. Uh, right before we came to Hawaii, I was able to finish the book and it was an amazing thing. And, um, this book has been like boating a marlin. Uh, it's like trying to get that fish on board. And this is, to me, um, has been a, a rewarding book, but it was probably the most difficult book that I wrote. Um, when I first started working on this book, I had several ideas that I'd saved online for books to write. And this was one of them. Um, I still haven't figured out a name for it. I'm working on that. But I, I began working on this book and I prayed about it. And the premise of the book comes to us from Romans 12, 2, which talks about the renewing of our mind. And I love the fact that it's renewing. And, and so the whole concept of the book is about that ing, that renewing. And... So I had a process that I went through to start working on this book. First of all, I narrowed my choice down to about four or so titles and, uh, and, and ideas, little germs of, of books that I had and prayed about that for a few days. And this was the one that just kept on coming to me, this ing thing. So I decided since it was a book on Romans, I would do some research. Uh, the two books that I've written before this have dealt with me as their main uh, subject matter. So I didn't have to do a lot of research on me, but this is Romans, and so I wanted to do research. So I bought several books about Romans, several uh, commentaries, several studies on Romans, and began reading the book of Romans. So I spent a month in the book of Romans, and what I did was I read the entire book of Romans um, uh, in a week and took my time with it. But then I went back and started reading just Romans chapter 12 each day. I would start off by reading that book and reflecting and meditating on what I was reading and just trying to break it down. And I did that for a month to try to just get Romans 12 into my head. And then I began reading commentaries on Romans. Um, the one that I spent the most time in was Warren Wiersbe's um, Be Right series. And um, uh, he did that one on, on the book of Romans. And so I read that. And what I found was there wasn't a whole lot of information written about Romans 12 too. Plenty on Romans, not specifically on Romans 12 or extremely specifically on Romans 12 too. 
So I thought, okay, well, that's a good point, uh, uh, starting point that there's not a book out there on this. So that means I'm, I'm not rewriting somebody else's book, which is good. You want to have a, a fresh standpoint or outlook. I wrote emails and texts and asked a lot of people that I know and trust and love to give me their opinions about the verse. And I called some of those and looked at the, the information that I gave or that was given to me, excuse me, it's late here and I'm yawning. The information that was given to me, I was going through that and I started putting together an outline and I came up with an outline for a book with some ideas that I wanted to write about and then I sat down and started trying to write. And the first thing I wanted to do was break down the, the grammatic part of renewing and why I think that's so important. And it turns out that I've been told that renewing is a gerund and I still don't understand what a gerund is. It's like when a verb becomes a noun, but I, I don't know. Uh, I couldn't figure out how to say it eloquently. Uh, I spent many weeks trying to write that first chapter. I did something that I've never done before, which was to erase um, a lot of what I had written, I, I, I typically write and it comes out and I do a little bit of editing, but I don't do a lot of major rewriting or editing or erasing. And I erased and I wrote and I erased and I wrote and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to write a different book right now. I can't do it. I, I had the most severe writer's block. And then everywhere I turned, I was running into Romans 12 too. I would go visit someone's church and they would... Preach on Romans 12 too. I would listen to a testimony and they spoke on Romans 12 too. I find people on the internet and their handles have to do with Romans 12 too. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, go back a few shows and you'll hear uh, a great interview I did with uh, another fan of Romans 12 too. And basically what I took this as is, look, you have not been released from writing this book. And then I had several people, when I talked to them about my writer's block, they're like, you know what? That sounds like an interesting book that I want to read, so please write it. And so I just didn't feel like I was released from the task of writing a book about Romans 12 too. So I persevered. Maybe I should have been writing about James. <laughs> but I, I persevered and I pushed through. And eventually, I was able to break the writer's block and start getting some words down and it started flowing. And, and I would write for a little while and then I would put it down and I'd come back and it was really difficult because there'd be several weeks between when I could get something actually written that was cohesive. So I kept forgetting what I had written I haven't gone back to read my final, my first draft yet to see if it meshes. I don't have the nerve to do that, so I've asked other people who are editing for me to check that out. But eventually the book started to flow. And, and one of the things that really helped me is reading a book called um, Unoffendable by Brant Hansen. And it was, it was given to me by Roaming Dog, uh, Kimberly, uh, who was on the show a week or so ago. And I read this book. Well, Bev read it to me as we were traveling up to visit my daughter uh, a month or so ago. 
And I just really loved the flow of his book, the way he did it. And he was talking about an important subject and a deep subject, but he was doing it in a way that felt very approachable. And it gave me a feeling for the tone that I wanted to have of the book, that it didn't have to be so scholarly and hoity-toity. And that broke the ice. The book started flowing. I've been working on this book for over a year now. And it was basically written in the last month, uh, just in a flood of words that came out. And and God blessed me with those words. And I am hoping that they are good, that they're meaningful, that they're cohesive, that they have a through line and they make a point and they're not repetitive. We'll see when the editors get back to me. But I finally got the book done and it feels good and then we left right away to come to uh, Hawaii we left literally blizzard warnings in California where we live people piled up on the highways because of snow where we live and came to Hawaii Um, we had to leave a day early so that we could get out in front of the road closures which would have really caused us havoc trying to get to the airport Um, and so now here we are, Uh, I don't have a show, so I had to record a show, but I've got a book and I want to talk to you more about the book on the other side of this. But right now, what I want to do is give you our song of the week and our song of the week comes to us. It's an old one. My, I remember my daughter, Heather used to listen to this song all the time. She loved an artist named Crystal Lewis. This is uh, her big hit, which is called beauty for ashes from way back in the nineties. Uh, I want to give this to you for a little while. I'll let you listen to it. We'll be back on the other side to talk more stuff uh, about the book and other things. And um, that'll be our show for the week. But right now we got Crystal Lewis and Beauty for Ashes. To surround you when suffering hangs heavy on your head. Know that tomorrow brings wholeness and God knows your need Just believe what you say He gives beauty for ashes Strength for fear Gladness for mourning Peace for despair He gives beauty for ashes Strength for fear Gladness for When what you've done keeps you from moving When fear wants to make itself at home in your heart Know that forgiveness brings wholeness and healing God knows your needs, just believe what is said He gives beauty for song is just so so smooth and uh, just brings back a lot of memories hearing that song Um, and you know it's scriptural Uh, he gives beauty for ashes that's a a bible verse there and um, the thing is 
as I look at this book, and I did not plan this. <laughs> this the, the topic of this show was supposed to be something different. And this song came in after the show got pushed down. And then I just decided that I was doing a show by myself, so I'd talk about the book. So I switched it around, and then here I got this song, and it's another one of those God things. I mean, writing this book was that. It was ashes, and he gave me beauty for that. And when I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to get the book done, he gave me the strength. He gave me the ability to push through. And in my fear, in my sadness, in the morning, he gave me everything I needed to move through that. And the little piece we had there, uh, it, it said, when you've, when what you've done keeps you from moving on, when fear wants to make itself at home in your heart. I mean, that's that's the essence of this podcast, isn't it, people? Moving beyond the things that hold us back and not letting fear have a grip on us, not being a slave to that fear and just letting God take over. So thanks, uh, Crystal Lewis from back in 1996 for this song. Hopefully that uh, triggers your imagination. You go back and check out that whole album because if you like that, it's it's you'll probably like the rest of it. It's pretty good stuff. She's got a great, great voice and um, really, really like that. So there you go. Beauty for Ashes, Crystal Lewis. So I uh, was talking about the book and um, one of the things that I read when I was reading in the Wearsby book, uh, he quoted from John Wesley's journal. Uh, this was written the 24th of January back in 1738 so just about 200 uh 300 years ago um that he wrote this um and um it says i went to america to convert the indians but oh who shall convert me and this this thought stuck in my head and I, I put it in my notes. I said, you know, this, this might be something interesting in the introduction or in the conclusion of the book or what, but I, I wanted to, I just, I was really captivated by that idea that we set out to do something, but who's taking care of that for us? You know, I set out to do this podcast to hopefully get people some hope. Where am I getting my hope and where is well, we, we know where my hope comes from. My hope comes from Christ. But where am I getting fed as I'm trying to feed people? And as I'm, I'm writing this book, where am I getting words from? And I would pray as I was writing this. I, I prayed in my, my prayers before I would sleep. I prayed for the words, for the wisdom, that it would be God speaking and not Paul speaking, that it wouldn't just be the blathering of some puffed up guy who doesn't really know anything, but it would be the words that God gave me to give to you. So I'm hoping that's what that is. How do we get these quests like John Wesley got? How do I get the ideas for a book? How do I get it? It's got to involve prayer first, I believe, firmly. We've got to bathe it in prayer, meditate on it, and listen for the answer from God on what he would have us to do. Because sometimes I feel like it's a very easy thing to say, well, this is what God wants me to do. The, the doors were all open. You know, the doors opened up for Charles Manson and his people. 
doesn't mean that's what God wanted him to do. Just because doors open people does not mean that God is opening the doors. It's a nice thing to feel. Oh God, please make it easy for me. It's like, read the book, people. He says it's going to be hard. <laughs> he promises us when we are doing his work, we are going to find difficulty. So if you're doing his work and the only thing you find is success, you might not be doing the right work. You might be on the right path, but you might not be going far enough. You might not be going far enough to find what's difficult, to find what pushes back, to find what costs you something more than just a Sunday morning in a pew. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, if it's easy, we got to keep looking until it starts getting hard. And that's not a promising thing. That's not a, a, a an enticing thing like, wow, you know what I need in my life is some difficulty. <laughs> sure could go for some tough times right now. That, that's not something that I think a lot of people are praying for. But I prayed when I was writing this book that God would give me the words because I knew that he gave me the call to write the book. And I'm pretty sure that Wesley felt the call to go and bring Christ to an unlearned people. But so often we set out with the right intentions. Let me, let me back up. So often I set out with the right intentions. And I just cause a, a problem. I make a mess of things. I, I, I make it so that good things are not happening, but I'm standing in the way of people. I'm causing people to stumble because of what I'm trying to present. And I mean it in a good way. I mean it for Christ, but I'm just botching the delivery because I let myself get in the way of God. And it becomes my words and not his. It becomes my purpose and not his. It becomes my actions and not his. And I've got to make sure that I'm getting what I need before I go out and try to give other people what I think they need. And that's what I hear in that quote from Wesley. Who's going to save my soul as I go out to save these souls of these natives? Are you, are you getting yourself right before you're going out to fix other people? If you're not healthy, you can't go out and save people. If you've got a cold, you don't go into the hospital to help people who are suffering with whatever disease because they're in a weakened state. You gotta get yourself right before you can get other people right. And I remember when I got out of jail, the thing I wanted to do was get my marriage fixed. And the counselor said, you can't hope to work on your marriage and do a good job until you work on yourself and get yourself squared away. Because if you think you save your marriage and you're not well, if you're not whole, if you're still broken and you think you've saved your marriage, all you've done is prop your marriage up on a, 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 a table with broken legs and it will fall over. It might not happen today, but eventually it will topple. So you've got to get yourself right. And I said, but what if she leaves before I get myself right? And they said, if you don't get yourself right, eventually she's going to leave no matter what. And that was hard. That was a tough pill to swallow. I didn't want to go down that road, but that's the road I was on. And so I had to work on myself. 
And before I could get these words out into this book, I had to work on what God was actually trying to tell me. I had to let him do some renewing in my mind. And he would renew and he would renew and he would renew. And I had to talk to people and let their words refresh me. Let their words renew my mind. And then things finally started to happen. But I think at the beginning, I was trying so hard to write this book that I wanted to write that I wasn't trying to write the book that God wanted me to write. And that that's where that mental block, that writer's block was coming from. And once I did crack it open, people, it was... It was like a helo flood. <laughs> I mean, it came down and it made a lot of racket. It put a lot of water on the ground. And I remember so glad that I was patient and that I persevered to get through so that I could have that finished product, which feels pretty good. I'm going to leave it there. We'll pick up next week with some different topics, and some different things. And hopefully we'll have Bev. Our jet lag will be through. <laughs> we'll be able to get this done in a way that's decent. Um, but uh, I'm going to leave it right there. I want to remind you that we are listener supported. And uh, I love our givers who give. Um, we've got people who are giving large amounts we've got people who are giving small amounts we've got people in between um, and I would love for you to be any one of those because we can't get the ministry done unless you help us get the ministry done and now I'm sitting here recording this from Hawaii I don't want you to think that you are sending money to messed up ministries so that I can go to Hawaii um, this is courtesy of Dr. Heather uh, who pays for our trip she puts us up at her house she buys all the food she does all that kind of stuff um, we are, we're surviving on your graces um, and my wife's retirement um, to be able to do this that we love so much. Uh, but if you would like to support the ministry, you can text the word MUM to 760-WALLS-CA and that will help you uh, get us into the walls of the prisons in California and do our work within those prisons. Uh, if you're not sure what Walls CA spells or the numbers on that, it's 925-5722. You text the word mom and it'll take you to our text to give uh, platform. You can go on to messituppodcast.com and find out how to donate. You can also go to messeduppministries.com and, and uh, go to our donation uh, links there if you want to give. If you want to get a hold of me, you can text me or call me at 760-608-1942 would love to talk to you if you want to follow the exploits of the bowtie guy here in hawaii and elsewhere you can follow me on instagram you can follow us uh, and like us on facebook we put things up there you can share this show with your friends and family just tell them hey check out this show i think you might like it it's free it, it costs them basically nothing but their time they can put it on uh, 1.5 speed or, or whatever and get through it faster uh, but I, I think I think you'll like it. I've got one listener who is listening and they're, they're texting me about uh, or, and, and calling me about shows that they've listened to and uh, they're um, catching up on stuff. So they're still back in year one um, of the show and we're in 
uh, coming up on our, our, our anniversary here uh, in April, we've got, um, uh, what anniversary is that coming up? I don't want to say the wrong one. I, it's our, our fifth year anniversary. Um, so um, a whole hand. We got one for the thumb uh, coming up here in April. So lots of listening to do. They can check that out. If you want to do a little bit of easy reading on Mondays, we got the um, Minister of Mocha blog that comes out. It's ministermocha.com. You can email me at bowtieguy@messituppodcast.com, or you can just listen to the show and not even worry about anything else. And that's just fine with us because we love doing this for you. We love being here every week. We love the fact that you're listening. And we'll see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.